entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 322. And it's Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. Today on the podcast, I'm going to share what it, uh, my experience of donating blood or plasma, my first experience doing that. And I'll just give a little tease. As I was sitting in the chair where my blood was being withdrawn, right before I got stuck, I, I was able to watch someone else get a needle inserted into his arm, and he made a disturbing, long, disturbing sound. Oh, no. So I'll share that story. We've got some terrific feedback, including for all you fanatics out there who are are asking for lost episodes. There's some good news for you. I'll leave it at that. Oh, sounds like there's a caveat. Uh, I'm going to share about just all of the productive things I did over the weekend. And by me, I mean my youth group did over the weekend. Under your supervision. <clears throat> of course. Without guidance, what would they have done? They... Stood around in a circle? I doubt it. Held hands, sang some songs? No, they didn't. They wouldn't have done... They wouldn't have held hands because the social di- social distancing uh, is really important. Um, okay. Let's talk about our feedback. Okay. And, feedback and, first? And, and feedback first and a little bit about the lost episode, episodes... Um, so I got a, a message from Michael Yoder, okay. faithful listener, brother of Mr. Dave, mm. uh, has been on the podcast as well. Once he sent an email saying lost episodes. Oh my, this is him. Hey guys, this is Michael Yoder, Mr. Dave's brother. I know that in the last episode <laughs> you asked to forget about the old podcast episodes, but I decided I just can't do that. I don't have money, but what I do have, (laughs) silver and gold have I none, but all the time in the world and some technical skills. Um, He he continues on. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills, (laughs) skills I have acquired over a short career in IT. These guys are the worst. They just like, they can't stop digging and digging and digging. I I mean, his, his, his unrelentless digging is proving that he is more militant maybe than even the leader of the militant wing is is unrelentless a word jeff uh for some reason is your mic turned off jeff just got here he was running late mm, that seems to be on is my mic muted no it just seems like it's not picking up very well you're not as close as Leighton and i are anyway uh we just started to get started jeff so we're going through feedback right now and uh Michael Yoder sent us an email with the subject line, Lost Episodes. <gasps> and so I'm just, just getting into it. I just read the first paragraph, of which there are several. I think I, <clears throat> Paragraph way, two. I think there's some uh, Insta feedback that we didn't get to. Oh. Well, yeah. I, I think we should turn up Jeff's microphone. You still can't hear me either. I, well, I'm, I, I'm I watching the, the, uh, the levels. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the little levels thing isn't picking me up. Pick up put his gain up just, just uh, a couple degrees. That's Is not the gain up there. These black dials. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna start dials. twisting dials just a little bit. The black that's dials funny. are that's the game. All right, okay. paragraph number two. I consider myself a bit of an internet sleuth. 
So I decided sleuth. To, to do some digging. What is a sleuth? <laughs> I was able to find five lost episodes of the French Press podcast. I found episodes 51 through 54 and episode 58. I was also surprised to find episodes two through five of the Tip of the Arrow podcast. Wait, that's how what we used to call it? No, we... we we split it because we, we realized that people listen to the podcast primarily because they want to hear stories and, and, and entertainment and enjoyment from life. Well, I think Militant Mitch said there's a few on YouTube, like episodes one and two or something. Oh, my word. I don't know. This is not Anyways, good. that's a side note. Continue. So uh, he continues on. Episode one may be in the wind, but I will still – but I was still glad to find what I did. All the episodes I found can be accessed at and downloaded from this link, which I will give to you at the end of this thing. Feel free to give this link to the podcast as well, which I will do. Okay, continuing on. I also found this phone number, nope. 81738-ARROW. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We had a phone number. I let it expire. Oh, man. It was a, it was a go- free Google Voice number, but you had to log in every so often to keep it active. Yeah. And it just was pointless. We should... Um, no, well, it had an arrow. We should not We should not let make this public publicly accessible. These, these files? Y- yeah, we should put them on a CD. No, they're... Okay, I and listen sell to them. <laughs> no, they're well. Let's make the price a thousand dollars because they're terrible. They're <laughs> they are, awful. We're gonna hold them Two ransom. Two of them were. I was doing a solo. Oh Wait, my. what do you mean a solo? You weren't on the podcast. You were in either in Bible school or in Idaho. <laughs> no, I wasn't in Idaho. Well, you were. You were. In I Bible never school. went. I went to Idaho one time. But <laughs> one of the episodes was Uncle Kevin telling his story about when he went to the hospital. Mm. Like way, way back before episode fifty-five or six or oh seven, somewhere there. That one uh, is a good episode, and I'm I'm going to upload that episode. Ooh, to oh to our normal. It'll be back. Okay. Actually, no. I'll I'll, I'll date it uh, as a current episode. All right. So, so that people can download it if Ooh, they wish. Bonus to. episode. A bonus episode. Yeah. But I listened to several of the other ones. They are cringy. You could be sneaky. Cringe, like the cringe. Oh my! Uh, it's bad. You could be sneaky and put it on. And then we just not podcast that week. Uh, they'll know. They'll wonder why didn't. But we mention, they'll still be happy. But Jeff, you're not on it, so they'll wonder why is Jeff ah. not? Why don't they mention anything about Jeff? Did you bring some edibles? Anyway, I have loads of edibles, and we have. Let's that stay too. on point. Let's yeah. not get distracted. We're still not done with this email. Okay. <clears throat> um. Da 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 da. Yeah. So this. <laughs> this. Two of the Arrow podcast, like you had asked, <coughs> when did we do that? We split the French press into two pod- podcasts. We forked out the talking about the Arrow TV show because it just wasn't interesting to most people, including us. Yes. Well, and, I was – yeah. Yes, you're right. So so I continue on here. If you want to know how I did it, I might have to come on the podcast sometime and talk about it. <laughs> also, for those who are interested, Jeffy's Kidney Stone was first mentioned on FPP 199. And you also, and you all talked about hitting animals with your cars on episode two thirty nine. So if it ends with a nine, it's something you want to listen to. Episode nine 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 is going to be a killer episode. Oh, it, yeah! Literally, we're all going to die. Yeah. Um, thank you, Michael, for going to the work of doing this. I, to be honest, I'm not uh, excited about it because these episodes are bad. Like. <laughs> don't you do not want to listen to them so what are you gonna do like i think you have to be a pretty 
Well, if, if they want, I'll give out the URL. You it's, have to be a, a a pretty good fan to want to listen to them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we, I think that we should hold them ransom. <laughs> well, he found them, and it's just it, it, he will. I'm afraid if we try to no, hold no, it we, back, no, he will record them. He, here's what we they're do: they're already recorded. We we hold them oh. ransom, and we pay him royalties. <laughs> so right now he's hosting them. He's sharing them from a Google Drive, a oh. shared Google Drive. Oh. oh, my. So the URL, if you do want to get them, is tinyurl.com slash uppercase F-P-P capital L-O-S-T. I'm not sure if – let me just figure that F-P-P out. F-P-P lost. I'm not sure if the if the case matters on the URL part. I am pretty sure it does. You, you think so? It's a, it's, a, it's a short URL. I know, but F-P-P lost – yeah, it does matter. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? It's, it's, oh, that's it's cool. redirecting to maybe someone else's Google Drive. <laughs> um, no, so it doesn't matter. Uh, tinyurl.com slash lost. No spaces, no dashes. Sweet. So there you go. That's Knock awesome. yourself out. I'll tell you the one episode you do want to listen to is episode uh, FPP53. That's with Uncle Kevin. And that's the one that I'll probably end up how's the How's the audio quality? I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. Oh, yeah. Play a sample. Let's play a sample. It'll it'll come through my speakers here. Oh, you will? Okay. Um, The intro music is a little bit different, and uh, there's part of it that I I actually like. Mm. All right, so this is the intro. This is episode uh, 53, which they're all all the same, I believe. Oh, my. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Did you ever record that? Here, Jeff. Oh. There, there's a little oh. drop right Sorry. at the end that, that <clears> one <throat> I wanted to get. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Oh. That drop is pretty cool. <sighs> that... I forgot about that music. Oh. I know I forgot about it too. Oh my I word! Too. <laughs> if only I would have permanently forgotten it. <laughs> oh. All right. So thank you, Michael, for finding those episodes. Uh, we'll probably pick out the ones that we think are actually decent and good, and republish them in in time, in in, in, in today, like in, in in not as a new episode, as a bonus oh. episode, okay. like Jeff was saying. Right, you're right, Jeff. There's some other feedback as well that we need to get to as well. You mentioned something on Instagram. I think Layton's got some feedback as well. And these are this is good feedback. This is very there's relevant feedback today on the table. You're saying like that's not normal. Yes. <laughs> like normally our feedback isn't relevant, but this <laughs> oh, week it, it happens to be relevant feedback. Well, here's Kendall Swartz and Trooper commented on Facebook. He said, a bit of clarity for your coffee rating system. On a scale of 1 through 5, the average would be 3, <coughs> not 2.5. The only way 2.5 could be the middle of the road slash average is if there were a, if you were able to rate a 0, for example, 0 to 5. This is important because on a 1 to 5 scale, or as, as we're currently being used, a three-rated coffee is indeed rated average, not above average. Were we outmathed? <sighs> I now I, I see what right. he's saying. I fear he's right. I can't believe that we just bought into this lie that 
three was above average. In our defense, didn't we on purpose choose a five star system so we never could have a middle? No, we did not. We did not. I think we did. We did. We didn't want to go with with ten because we could pick five or zero through five, which would be six options. We we did do it on purpose. We didn't want we either want it to be good or bad, not just saying it's okay. So then we should actually do a six, six stars. No, no. I I, th- I think what 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 we're saying is he's right. Kendall's right in pointing this out to us. But I do think, <laughs> despite how we've been naming, I do think that some thought went into the original decision to choose five stars for the reason that he's pointing out so that you could never actually have so you can never truly rate a coffee as average so what you're saying so it's is either above average or below average but it's never average your original thinking mm. failed yeah and we <laughs> forgot <laughs> hold on are we sure that's right you're, you're, I, I've, I've seen got my Ruben. I've got my Ruben's hands his fingers on his hands. Ruben's like, making some strange uh, gang symbols here right now. Yeah, because <laughs> look, there's five. We can pick five stars. Yes. Average coffee would be a three star. This guy right here. <laughs> yeah. So, so we actually, even though we, but did there's not, two I, stars on either side of it. I know, but that means it's right in the center. It is in the middle at three, which is what uh. we, were, we were trying to avoid. What we created. <laughs> So that means you need to go with an even number, like six yeah, or, or zero. four. I think five is fine. I do five, too. Five is good. <laughs> we'll just leave it the way it is. I guess. <laughs> on, from, from, on a, we can't even average. On an integer scale, okay, if you divide five in half, it is two and a half. Two and a half is the middle of five. Yes. But maybe... We need to include no, no, the zero no. star as an option. Yeah, I hate to argue with people, but I think Kendall's wrong because well, the good, way he's saying right, so the way going. he's saying it is that the middle. Okay, so average, yes, average is right, but we're saying the middle, the middle of the road coffee is is three because what he's saying is start numbering at zero, but our numbering starts at one, so there's only four. No, there's still five. <clears throat> right? One. No, but how many spaces are there in oh. between your fingers? There's only yeah. four increments. One, between the two, pinky because, and the ring. Because four. it starts right. at one, so it's He's actually right. one, two, it three, out. four. Did you get the space between your thumb and your index? Yes. Okay. One, two, three, four. There's four spaces. Yeah, so if you start out at one, and then uh-huh. you only have four four notches up above one, the worst of the worst is is one. So one is basically our zero. Yeah. I think I'm more confused. I do. That's why we use stars instead of numbers. And fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a number. If we just, we should have half just the amount of stars. We should find, a, stars we should find a finger emoji that's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. We did we did choose five because we wanted to. We never wanted to say in when we were individually giving ratings that it was just okay. We always wanted to say it is either... It is either a, a, a net positive or a net negative. Yeah. And where is that line for us? Because I would have been saying that three stars would have been a net, like, it's good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was it's two, okay. It's not bad. 
Yeah, I, I would enjoy drinking it. It's well, just I think we, I think we have bad. referred yeah. to, before in times past mm. have referred to three as slightly above average. Hmm, maybe we can get Michael in, on this. in he way past else. episodes. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right, uh, Michael. As long as you're transcribing our podcast so you can search through the text, see if you can find that. First. <laughs> uh, the truth, I mean, yeah, it is actually. Thank you, Michael. I don't know if you even thanked you, but thank you yeah. for going to the work no, of doing that. No. It would be interesting. Michael deserves to be on the podcast again yeah. simply because he found the lost file. So, yeah. Michael, just come next week. There's people that are throwing their just stuff Just come next right week. Now. We will, we'll we make, will we'll have you on. We'll make room for you. Yep. We, we have a chair here waiting for you. We'll All leave right. the mic on for you. All right. We got some other feedback as well. Um, a couple of you asked if the guest – a couple of you guessed correctly that the gift basket was from my mother, and you were right. Layton, I believe someone sent you uh, a picture in regards to our discussion about your raised square gardens. Yeah, I made... What were we discussing? We were discussing raised gardens. This was like two or three episodes back, two or three yeah. weeks back. And I've, I'm not sure who sent me the picture. I can't remember. <laughs> the person who remembers who sent the picture, if, if you know it was you... Then, then uh, send send us another. Always message. send it to the French press because if it goes to one of us individually, yeah, we often lose it because we don't. Yeah. We use the general counts as our as our. We have reference. too much. We have too much other communication going on in our lives There's to remember podcast related things when we're not actually sitting in these chairs. Correct. Yeah. Um, and and the person sent me a picture of of a raised bed. Not like mine, but it was a, a raised bed like on the ground. Mm. N- not the kind of raised bed that uh, I- I'm going to have at my house. Except for two of them. Two of them are going to be on the ground. <laughs> uh, and a couple weeks back, we were discussing square foot gardening, and I was just ranting and raving. Not ranting. More raving. You proclaimed that a raised garden does I, not get weeds. Pro- it is impossible. Proclaimed is impossible. a strong word. I'm more like you basically shot it. Ex- I, I, I do remember that. You exclaimed. made it very clear. I just I was simply voicing the ideal square foot garden. Yeah. is is weedless. <laughs> no, I, no, that is not true. So. <laughs> Fact check. Did this person Paul. answer your question or dispute your claim? Yeah, uh, Michael, bring up the minutes. <laughs> um, because I I have found a, a more logical answer to that question, but I think it came from you. Oh well. So I'm letting you answer it. So apparently, someone found one of our fans found a raised bed. I don't know if it was in their own backyard or what, but they sent a picture of it and said, "Oh look." A raised bed full of weeds. And it was obviously like an old, like it was not growing any kind of like wanted vegetation. It was overflowing with grass and weeds. Like it was totally overgrown. And so it's like, okay, I get the point. Weeds can get in there, but it is much, much more unlikely, number one. Number two, they're so incredibly easy to remove. Yeah. It's it's very little maintenance. In other words, you won't have to spend an entire day just weeding. Right. If you're going to well, do square foot gardening. What's the problem with weeding a normal garden? The problem with weeding a normal garden is that you go and you pull the weed and guess what? Only half of the weed comes. 
And well, the that's other not the only half problem, is stuck in right. the ground. You're right. That is a problem. That's not the only uh, problem. But, not the but, only maybe, but that is a, a big problem because the yes. ground is so hard packed. Totally. But with this type of garden, because you're putting a specific mixture of soil in, mm-hmm. the the soil is always loose. Did you follow the exact like one-third, one-third, one-third yes. mixture? Uh, as close as I could. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and it, by the way, I also have out? I also have raised gardens. Oh yes, Jeff does. Um, except I put mine on. I actually put a bottom on mine and put them up on blocks. Okay. So very uh, good. But anyways, mine turned out great. I think I don't have any plants in How it. How did yet, the soil? Turn the soil out? is nice and loose and crumbly. Like awesome. you can just dig your fingers through the <sighs> soil at any time, whether I it's suck. dry or wet, <gasps> and it's not like hard packed. <sighs> and so, like pulling a weed is nothing. Now, so you won't leave part additionally, of the root in it. yeah. Additionally, these gardens I can see now why they will they will have less weeds in them because you're now over the years. That, yeah, if that you don't change. do anything with them, but the very first year I can see little to no weeds in my garden because the soil in the ground, if you till it up, has weed seeds all over in it, mm-hmm. and the wind blows and blows weed seeds into them, and birds poop on the ground. <clears throat> but if birds would stop pooping, we wouldn't have weeds having in our gardens. raised beds like mine, where it's up off the ground. Mine are off the ground about thirty inches, and the soil that I put in was composted, and therefore has no living weed seeds in them. <clears throat> so it, the soil will not naturally grow weeds in and of itself because there are no seeds in there. Also, when the wind blows weed seeds around, there will be less of a chance of seeds landing in my garden because it's up so high. Mm-hmm. And birds pooping in the garden will be a problem, but not really. And you think they eat the seed and they don't digest the seed and it comes out and it's yeah. planted in your yeah. your raised it's garden. It's kind of like a civet. <laughs> Except it's, it's bird seed instead of, or it's, it's yeah. weed seeds instead of coffee beans. But the other thing, the, you're you're right that you know one of the biggest problems of weeding the garden is that the root stays in when you try to pull it out because mm-hmm. the soil is so packed and hard. Another problem with a traditional garden is that you are spending time weeding soil that. You're probably just walking on anyway between right. your aisles, right? Or, or like in that's very you're good weeding point. aisles mm-hmm. here. If you do have a weed in your square foot garden, you are pulling a weed out of your actual growing area, right? You're not spending time making something look nice. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. And, and, and at home, we would often weed the rows, hoe the rows. We would like weed right next to the plants, and then hoe right ne- like a little bit further away from the plants, where gotcha. where the hoe would not graze the plants, but that was still too close to the plant to till. And then we would till the rows, oh. and it just took. It was a multi day project for a family of four kids. Mm-hmm. I I didn't grow up gardening, so I I can't feel your pain, uh, but I feel sorry for you. All right, let's keep on going. I know there was some other feedback, but I can't find it right now. There was yeah. actually some feedback from your wife, uh, Jeff. Go ahead. I, I she I, told I me I can't pull it up, but she it was about she, she told me that she gave feedback, and then I never she, read she, it, she, she so did. I don't know what it was. But why can't I? I can't find it right now. I'm, was it via Facebook I, or I don't Instagram? Remember. But it was basically about uh, the SARS virus from 2003 was from a civet, which we. 
had on the podcast last week. So we had uh, Sarge Coffee. Okay, mm-hmm. mm. this week, um, this is totally off subject, but not. Oh, perfect. It's it's podcast related, but totally switching the subject. So I, I brought coffee. My sister, Jenna, gave me coffee from her store that she works at slash manages at uh, uh, Second Chance Discount. Um. But I forgot that we had another drinkable this week that should replace the coffee of the week. So, therefore, there won't be any coffee this week, but they will, we will have a drinkable, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. Boy, Jeff, I mean, you're going in this pretty steep. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, we're, what the, the, the drinkable that Jeff is referring to is the tea leaves that Ruben's mother, Lucretia, um, <laughs> I love that you change her name a little bit every time. <laughs> Lucretta, uh, give g- gave to us. She gave us a gift basket last week, and we delved into the edibles. But we did, did not. Did we delve even into the say drinkable. what the other gift part of the yeah. gift was? We did. Yeah, okay. we said it was tea. It's it's gotta tea, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's real garden tea. I don't know how we're gonna steep this. There's little the bags. Oh. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, I thought, you're right. I thought we were going to use She sent little tea bags. Yes, cuts. she did. You pulled them out earlier and looked at them and tossed them back in. I was like, I what's the point of these oh, I, I forgot. I thought it was a card. I forgot to get the water ready. <laughs> well, the water's hot. The water's hot. Hot and ready. Um, while we're doing this, Layton, do you want to share the, the story that you teased? <clears throat> yes. Jeff, I'm going to hand these little tea bags yeah. to you. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So this past weekend... The the youth group had random acts of kindness or acts of service mm. uh, planned as their activity. Like as a, a youth event? Yes. Those usually end up being pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they decided, I mean, even though most of our youth activities are being canceled due to uh, the gather ban, they decided this is something that they, they could do since uh, most of it will be outside anyway and... Yeah. still observe good social distancing. Yeah. So uh, they asked me, or one of the one of the um, group leaders reached out to me and asked if someone would want to, if, if I could use some help around my place. And I definitely took them up on it because while everyone else seems to, you know, feel like, oh, man, since this whole quarantine thing, life has just slowed down and there's just nothing to do. And I feel like I've gotten busier or there's just a lot more things going on. Now, I don't think it's because of the co- of the lockdown. Do you think it's because it's spring? Yes, it is because it's spring. Is it also because your sister is getting married? Yes, okay. it is because my sister's getting married. Okay. Uh, I was really impressed. We were actually at your house over the weekend and I saw what the youth built. Mm-hmm. They built something really, really nice. Yes. So, um, a group of the of the of the youth that came over to our place on Saturday, uh, I put them to the task of building my square foot gardens <laughs> with three foot legs. I was actually referring what material to did you use for the legs? Well, they didn't build that. Oh, they didn't. <laughs> Um, you need to explain what the what we're yes. chuckling about. So, <clears throat> well, first of all, 
they built my square foot gardens and they did a fantastic job. I was very pleased and they ripped right through them. Like they built them very quickly in, in a matter of three hours, they built over seven of them. Wow. Yeah. And did you have them fill them with dirt too? No, I didn't have, I don't have the soil yet. I still need to go get the, uh, soil. Hey, Jeff, um, the pro tip from, from a square foot gardener. Um, I need a baggie. Uh, Jeff, where, where's the best place to gather the three essential, uh, soil ingredients? Where's the place that people can buy that? A, A greenhouse. A greenhouse. And specifically, mine was purchased at uh, Birch Road Greenhouse. I think that's what it's called on Birch Road. Do they have good vermiculite? They have good everything. Do they have good peat moss? They do. Do they have good compost? They have good compost. The one thing I noticed in the book that I didn't follow uh, by recommendation of my mom, actually, who Mm -hmm. also does square foot gardening, and so I trust her decision on this, uh, but... The book says you should use a minimum of five kinds of compost. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah. And I was like, well, I actually had my mom tell my brother what to get and bring to my house. And so there were only three kinds of compost. And I was like, you know what? Mom's been doing this for a couple of years. It's worked out. So that's what I'll do too. Very good. So, Very good. So, yeah, there's your uh, square foot gardening pro tip of where to get your materials, Mm -hmm. uh, your soil. There's plenty of uh, greenhouses around that would, I'm sure, would have this. Um, Also, you can get some of the ingredients, if not all of them, at Lowe's. I know you can get vermiculite at Lowe's. um, and I know uh, that you can get peat moss. Peat moss. From uh, Menards. Yeah. So I would assume Lowe's I would assume that all gardening centers like that would have... Vermiculite and peat moss. The compost, I don't know. Uh, I I looked at Menards and they have two kinds of compost. Okay, that's all I was able to find. Yeah, mushroom, and then there was like another one that was supposedly an assortment of compost. Oh. Well, right there's your right yeah, there's your. But mixture. I don't know what all was in there. Right, they didn't say sure. the ingredients. But. Yeah, and you could probably find if you live anywhere, you can probably go out in the country and find a farmer who has a pile of cow poop that you can scoop some off of. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so uh, that, that's that's the one thing they did. And then the other thing, uh, that I had another group of guys uh, putting up hanging lights, like patio lights, and tooling mm. around. Or it wasn't actually tooling. tooling. What, is, what is tooling? It wasn't tooling. It was just white material. White oh, I was going to say, I thought maybe they were like setting up a shop somewhere. And hanging tools on the wall. Well, yeah. No, that's not what they were doing. They, they, uh, so I, I am in charge of hosting my sister's, uh, rehearsal supper. Um, the it night before It sounds like you're going all out on this. Well, I was already tearing down a building. And then as I was tearing it down, my sister asked me, to host her rehearsal supper. And then I had the idea that, hey, maybe I'll tear off the tear out the walls of this building that I'm tearing down, and then I'll leave the roof and hmm. structure up, and then I'll use it as a pavilion. Yeah. 
And once I and I had just gotten to that point when the youth were about to come over. I had just torn out all the walls. Ah, yeah. So it was a perfect time for them to come in and hang the lights and, and tooling around the, the main posts. Cool. Not tooling, sorry. It's some kind of white cloth material. This is heavier than tooling. Tooling is that white, wispy material that's really light. They use it a lot in, like, weddings and stuff to decorate. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was just, oh, so it's more see-through, that, that, that yes. kind of stuff. Okay. I didn't know that, I just thought it was thin cloth. I didn't know that there was a specific name for it. Thin cloth. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, they did a fantastic job decorating the uh, the my makeshift pavilion. Mm-hmm. And now it's so nice that we're second-guessing tearing, tearing it down. Hmm. We're thinking maybe we want to keep it and it, just use it as a pavilion. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice, it's big. It's a nice large space. What well, really? Be in the shade. You're putting up a shed, right? Or you wanted to put up a shed there? No, or, or I, like I a like to, a shop. We were going to tear it down and then put our gardens there. Oh, yeah. And we can't have we can't put our gardens underneath the pavilion, right? Because then you could during the winter. Then it takes up all the room, and you can't use it as a pavilion. I, I will say, <laughs> uh, having your gardens on a concrete slab is really nice. Ooh, that would be nice. But it's not concrete. You're right. It's not. It's partial. It's gravel. Which it's, I guess that's the, the same. The, pretty much that area gravel. isn't. Oh, it's correct. Oh. It's all. It's all gravel. Right now. Yeah. Gravel and mud. How how long is it? Do you have the option of like tearing down part half, half of, it. of it and yes. then leaving the rest as a pavilion? Yeah. Yeah. I could. I don't know if you could. It's almost a square. Well, oh. but I'm saying you could cut half of it out. <clears throat> you could, but. Then you would miss your center post. Correct. It would then be a side post or an end post. Well, that's what happens when you cut something in half. You the have a large enough property side. that you could just choose <laughs> to put your gardens wherever you wanted. Right. And that's what we're thinking. We're thinking of putting it yeah. way in the back. <clears throat> At least invite sight, us over a mind. few times to enjoy the pavilion before yeah. you tear it down. Okay. I was thinking we of actually... getting an old, um, an old uh, tractor tire rim. And just plopping that in the one quadrant of the pavilion and using that as a fire ring. Ah. What kind of ring? A tractor tire rim. Oh. Like not the tire, but the rim. Hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. You could probably find one at that old tractor junkyard on 19. 19. Yep. 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 That's what I, I was talking about it. Uh, Talking about this this makeshift pavilion thing with uh, Brian Yoder and Stutzman, Brian Yoder, and he said he said the exact same thing. You just go go up there to that uh, tractor tractor junkyard uh, along 19 there north of Waukee, and and they'll hook you up with a rusty old tire rim. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we've got some editing. <laughs> <laughs> well. Here's another quick pro tip yeah. for your square foot gardening. Yes. If you have square foot gardening on legs, if you have square foot gardens on legs. Like I do? Yeah. Yeah. Put one right next to the main door of your house so that whenever you want to go out and, and put your, your, your most commonly accessed garden foods in there, tomatoes, or herbs or something. The things that you, pluck things that you want to like. Inside. Yeah, the things that you want to use as fresh as possible and that you'll use regularly. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you need 
that we did this with herbs. It's right by our back steps. Mm. And you just run out there, snip some basil, and go right back into the kitchen. Snip, snip. There yep. you go. That's, that's a good pro tip, Jeff. Thanks. I'll probably put one on the uh, closer to our back deck. <clears throat> it's very it's very easy. Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> All right. I feel like I should share. We got a lot of edibles to get to. Oh, I think three yeah. different edibles. I've started on some. Well, I got one, two, three, four. Four. My so word. the edibles I brought. And are, I almost brought one too. Well, are we gonna do this, these edibles? Or are we gonna save these for later? These are getting stale. Yeah, they look. We, they we look need, like they need to be. We eaten. need to eat those. Uh, the edibles I brought are are caramel apple chips. You've all probably had caramel apples before. Well, these are chips. They're fairly healthy. These are thanks to my wife. As we were going through Martin's the other day, getting some groceries, she swiped these um, and paid for them. You stole? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Paid for them, too. (laughs) I was going to say, Ruben, just because the lockdown is going on and, you know, we're all supposed to social distance. So the brand is... Doesn't mean you should stay away from the cashier. Crime. The the brand is Seneca? Seneca? Seneca. Seneca. And they're they're good, but they do have kind of a... Caramel apple chips. uh, You get tired of them quickly. Dried, uh, Dried apples... And while you guys are tasting these, I'm going to share my donation story. Uh, I decided to, in the midst of this crisis, it was a good time to donate plasma. Mm. Um, It also happens that there is a $600 uh, reward if you do donate plasma. um, And that's played a small part in it as well. It's if you donate eight times in a month, right? Yeah, eight times in a month. And so uh, I, I... Friends of us from church were talking about it. Jeff's wife, Louisa, was doing it. Some of the other ladies up in Elkhart. And so uh, we decided, Comrade decided, we were going to do it as well. And my first, I've never given blood before or anything. I tried one time before to give blood, and then it ended up right before they asked if I'd been out of the country. And I had been to, I forget even what country it was. I think it was maybe visiting my a cousin in El Salvador or something. And or a mission trip, maybe a mission trip, and I, I couldn't give blood after I'd gone through the process of filling out paperwork and sitting there and waiting. Oh. However, on on Saturday when I went, it was different, and it was pretty straightforward. It wasn't too bad. I'm actually donating plasma, but right before I got stuck to withdraw blood, there was a guy sitting beside me, and he, I wasn't really paying attention to him, uh, but he he made this sound like. <coughs> minus, with, minus with, the cough. Okay, I was going to say, with the cough. But it was like, oh! Loud enough that everyone kind of like turned at him and looked at him like, what is wrong? Even the nurse, he was getting stuck. Even the nurse turned and like, kind of surprised. Like, it, it, you shouldn't be making that severe of a sound. While, while they were poking him. <laughs> yeah. So it was not... Uh, it was not. And did you yell over it. like, "Ah, get over it"? <laughs> but I didn't feel anything. <laughs> no, but it did. Like, it worried me a little bit that maybe it was going to be pretty painful. Is the needle pretty large? Um, or like, would I don't you know consider what, it large? I, yeah, I would consider it large. I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah, but it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there was a little bit of pain, but it wasn't. It was not terrible. It was like pain, not painful. Yeah. When they yeah. put the blood back into you, does it feel cold? Um, you barely feel it. Okay. Uh, at least I, I can barely tell the difference when it's being withdrawn or when it's coming in, except at the end when they're mixing something else with the blood. The saline. Uh, yeah, solution. they put saline. Is it solution. saline? Yeah. I was saying they, called, they said something different, but. 
Oh, was it a uh, hydrochloroxin? <laughs> it was fish tank cleaner. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was battery acid. Um, but at that point, when they're putting in room temperature chemicals, then it feels chilly, but just chilly all over. Yeah. Um, if you do decide you want to give plasma, they are it's a it's six hundred dollars. If you start, I think by the end of April, mm. and you need it's to go specifically with BioLife plasma. Yeah. And yeah. there's one in Elkhart, which is where I'm going. And if you do go, you can refer me, and I'll get a hundred yeah. extra dollars. Yeah. So that would be if, great. If you go twice. The second time yeah. you go. And, and and my wife found out why it matters if you go twice. Because the first time they take plasma, they don't actually put it in the plasma bank. They save it until the next time you take plasma. And then they have to compare the two batches to make sure... I don't know what exactly they're looking for, but they're looking for changes from one batch to another, for, from one donation to another. They're looking for consistency mm-hmm. between the two. And if there's inconsistency, they can't keep your plasma. Well, I th- also think they do test it for if you have diseases yeah, as well. I'm sure they do. Um, have you donated plasma? I are have you, not. Are you thinking about it? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. What, what's what holding you back? Do you just? Do I don't you not know. Want, you don't want to compromise your immune system. I don't know if it's like a good thing to do or not. My my, my biggest thing that's holding me back is time. Number one, um, and it's my true. second thing that's holding me back that's almost as equal is just like this whole thing that I've been going through with my migraines. I don't know if donating plasma would affect that at all or not. Yeah, no, it's definitely something to think about. Um, I do feel a little bit like a cow when I'm laying there and looking around. And being milked? Yeah, it just feels like I'm just a physical product. Giant milking parlor for humans. (laughs) At least it doesn't have that stench. No. You never know. All milk parlors have that certain stench, stench. that chemical that they use to... to clean mm-hmm. it's parlors. amazing how many people are actually donating plasma i've seen someone from school from years ago uh that's donating plasma and i think carmen saw maybe a brother-in-law of yours jeff did you see but there's a lot yeah. of people like did you see any french press fans donating um not, no none that i know all right um <clears throat> hey if you're listening to this and you think you want to donate plasma, what you should do is still say that, hey, Ruben referred me. And then all that money that Ruben gets will then donate. Not donate. He will we'll just chalk it up to the French Press podcast. Okay, <laughs> sure. Fund. Sure. You know? You could just say that you the French Press us. podcast you, donated. <laughs> you, need to, you need to say I, I'm the one that you're referring. Yes. But – because you, you can't put down the French Press us. podcast as a referral. No, it doesn't work. Yeah. The French Press as a whole tried to give blood or give plasma, but they said we can't fit the needle through all three of you at once. Hmm. <laughs> Ruben, just, just go briefly through – pause. We should review this tea before we're all done drinking it, and yeah. then you should briefly go through what the process oh, is okay. like okay. of giving plasma. Okay. Hold on, guys. Yeah, I really put oh, some yeah. sugar I, in here. I, didn't put I, sugar. I gave sugar to Ruben and myself, but I didn't give any to you because it's right there. Well, Jeff, 
Do you guys normally have hot garden tea? The only time that I have historically drank hot garden tea is if I'm making a big batch or my mom was making a big batch and I would just dip a cup out of it. That is so good. Mm. It's the best hot tea. Mm -hmm. But but I don't just generally make hot garden tea for the like I don't dry tea leaves and do that. <clears throat> well, are you guys ready to give your This is great. You can be honest. Even though she's she's my mother, you can you can be honest. You're just my opinion is tastes like garbage. It's the impossible best garbage I've ever be... tasted. <laughs> no, it tastes really good. It's it's virtually impossible to beat garden tea. It's mm. just good. Yeah, it is really good. Um, speaking of tea, <laughs> I have been seeing advertisements for tea on on Instagram, and I am normally not an Instagram advertisement guy. But there's this tea company called August Tea that I have that I saw on Instagram, and I saw one of their flavors, and it intrigued me. And so I went on their website, and they sell sample packs. And so I was like, you know what? I'll try a couple samples. They're like two bucks each plus shipping. Uh, and so I got three samples: the sample that I saw on Instagram, and then two others. And I got them the other day, just yesterday actually. And the, the kind I thought that I would like, I actually don't really. But one of the other kinds we got is um, it's black tea flavored with, uh, I even forget what's in it, but it is really good. Hmm. Black tea. Yeah, it's black tea with, with violet and something else in it. And I was really impressed. It's really is good Is it the tea. kind of tea that is sweet without adding sugar or do you? Yes. Okay. Oh, it's, it's not like, it's not as sweet as some, but... It has an intrinsically sweet smell, which makes it kind of taste sweet. But it's a very, it's like a fruity kind of flavor, but okay. it is really good. Well, either bring it to work or, or, or put it on the Instagram. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so is it good enough that you would get, you would buy additional? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're planning on buying more okay. of it. All right, cool. So the process of donating plasma Going into it, I expected the worst because I had heard the worst stories. You need identification. You need two forms of ID, one that has your social security and your current address. Thankfully, somehow we were able to scrounge out the correct identification, whereas uh, so, some of our friends went back and forth, I think twice, went there, didn't have the right papers, went home, went back again, again didn't have the right papers. I think the third time they finally... Had the right stuff. Third time's a charm. Thankfully, uh, we ended up having the correct identification the first time we went. It does take a long time the first time you go. They have to do a brief physical assessment. There is a 30-minute questionnaire, and it takes all of 30 minutes. I mean, it takes forever. It's pretty detailed, too, right? Very detailed and repetitive. Um, And then actually donating the plasma takes about... An hour. So the first trip, they say it'll take you three hours. It took it took three hours. It didn't take more than that, but it did take three hours. <clears throat> the follow-up times are supposed to take oh, around 45 minutes. Those usually take me about an hour and 15. So maybe some people don't donate quite as much plasma, but um, you, when you I'm a give, big donor. <laughs> give to the last drop. <laughs> oh, and my wife did confirm that you donate 
the amount that you donate is based off of your body weight. Yeah, it is. Man, I wouldn't have to give much. <laughs> but you get paid the same. Well, that's legit. Hmm. You would think that. Is your plasma more valuable than my plasma? Well, there's a whole lot less of it, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... That's basically it. You yeah. you stand in lines. They prick your finger to give blood initially. To, How many to test ounces it. do you have? Oh, that you give based off of your weight. Eighty-eight milliliters. So you, you had to give. Man, that's a lot. And I'm not sure if that was blood amount that they were like cycling through, sifting through. I think it's the, it's like the amount that's in gold. the bag. That's the actual plasma result. Yeah. Okay. And they run. They have a little screen yeah. that they're the running. The process your blood is really through. interesting because. They run your blood through a centrifuge, which spins the blood, and then, like, heavier particles go out or in or something. Probably but out. either way, mm-hmm. like, your your plasma is either more or less dense than your red blood cells, and so it, it's able to filter it out easily that way. And you, you, the machine beside you, it has a rating that shows you how fast it's you're, you're, they're taking blood out of you. You need to pump your hand when it's being drawn out and then relax as it's coming back in. So, uh, I will admit, I did get a little faint the second time I donated. The second? Yeah. Why? Like, you knew in what the was middle coming? of the process or, no. like, as you were being pricked? Towards the end. Okay. Towards the end, and I don't know, I I was reading very heavily, um, and I don't know if I just, like... Do I, you try to... Would you try to work while you're giving plasma like no, have you, you tried to much, like, send some emails and I mean if it was if it was important send out a tweet or two yes uh you pretty much only have one hand to use okay. so i i usually i was reading a book and it was kind of difficult you know to flip pages with one hand but being on your phone it's not super difficult i was the one day i was looking uh, on facebook i'm part of some really cool facebook groups that have to do with um website development oh, i thought you said they were cool <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, go, you know what? Never mind. Keep going. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you you can be on your phone very easily. A lot of people are, are watching a movie. Is what a lot of people do, or, uh-huh. or a TV show, or on social media. Yeah. <laughs> that was Layton. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I guess that means we should probably move on. Yeah. Yep. So, did, did we actually review <laughs> these things? We have uh, lots of food oh, to review. Yeah, so. you're right. Um, okay, so back to the apple crisps, uh, the uh, the apple chips. Caramel apple chips. They're from know, Martin's. You can buy it at Martin's. I know what you're saying, Ruben. Like the taste mm. is kind of strong. Like I actually thought that them just being apple slices and kind of fried, I would I would think that the flavor would be a little bit more bland like a normal potato chip. But yeah. it's not. The apple is very much there. Yeah. And the caramel is there too. Yeah. I think it has a strong caramel flavor. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, the, the, the taste gets old. Yeah. It's probably more the caramel than the apple, but even the apple, I just like apple chips and banana chips are just something that I can't eat a lot of. They just kind of get Dude, too banana? Sweet. I love banana chips. More. No, no. Well, uh, banana chips are okay, but banana in general, <clears throat> it tastes, I, I like it. I ate a banana today for lunch, but just by itself. Cause you know why? You know why you should just eat bananas by themselves? No. Because they're why? so good, you don't want to... Because when you try to mix banana with everything, banana just overpowers uh, everything. Mm. It overpowers and everything. And it's not even a really strong flavor. Correct. 
It but just kind of. It's not a sharp flavor. It's but not it, sharp. But I'd say it is a strong. But flavor. It, it just it just comes through. It <clears> just comes full, through whatever. It's a full flavor. If you try full, to mix yeah. banana and if you have a banana strawberry milkshake, the banana, banana will be stronger. Yeah. It just kind of like has this overtone. It there rides was, the overtone. When I was a child, my favorite milkshake was a banana flavored milkshake. And it was there was a specific spot too, because I, I tried getting it at McDonald's and it was I hated it. They but had on, banana milkshakes at McDonald's. Once upon a time, ah, oh, shamrock. But Steak and Shake has it. There was a little uh, burger shop, burger and shake shop, on the way down to our grandpa's farm that we would stop at. I don't know if it was in the town of Akron or where exactly it was at, but they had the best banana milkshakes. Hmm. I've just never sure been overall impressed anymore. with bananas. I'm sure it doesn't either. If a banana is perfectly ripe, it can be very good. Well, like but Jeff, unle- but if it's not, I, there's kind of like when you eat a banana, there's kind of like a tingly sensation that you get in your mouth. Jeff, you need to what? get that checked out. And the flavor that's not normal. It's just not that appealing to me. Okay, have you ever have you ever had banana peanut butter milkshake? mixture no. of that no i'm telling you that is really good okay i want to try that right. I, I could i could see myself liking it more in something i could like see that. i yeah. could see peanut butter but just a plain plain old banana and bacon bits okay all right mm. stop and maybe a little bit of maple i think mm. all right my philosophy in life is that everything is improved by adding bacon peanut butter or sorry any one of these three elements will improve your food bacon uh Peanut butter, or maple maple syrup, like what? Regardless, I, I can it doesn't agree. matter what it is. One of those three agree. will enhance whatever it is you're. I doing. can. I think that all three of them <clears throat> together would mm-hmm. be really good. Mm-hmm. Bacon, peanut butter, maple syrup. Mm-hmm. I can get behind the the bacon and syrup. I can definitely get behind that. I don't know about the peanut butter. With Guys, bacon. I cupcakes. I made I made candied bacon at my house. A few weeks ago, and it was so good. Jeff, all you have we to have do, a huge platform Ruben to share this with the world. A very offended look on his face. All you have to do is fry bacon and sprinkle brown sugar on top, and it is so good. And then it like it like it it cools off and kind of gets hard and just a little bit crunchy from like the brown sugar coating. Mm. That sounds really good. It's really good on sandwiches, like breakfast sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we have three more edibles to go through, and it's 5.30. Hey, why don't we save the M&Ms and the Snickers and, and take care of the cookies instead? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, this is a, a fan of ours, Jen Lee, submitted uh, a, an edible to us. These are Red Velvet Chips Ahoy cookies. And Ooh. I am a huge Chips, not Chips Ahoy fan, Red Velvet fan. Mm. I love Red Velvet. So we have six of them. So that leaves enough for two for you and four for me. One for each of you guys. <laughs> no, we'll do two, two, and two. Do you guys believe that Red Velvet cake is just vanilla with food coloring? No, it's chocolate. Or chocolate. Okay, well, I what, think whatever. I think it's chocolate with food. I'm not even going to respond to that question because I don't believe it. I I agree with you that red velvet cake is better than chocolate and vanilla. It is chocolate. You're, Jeff's right. It is chocolate. It's not vanilla. Red velvet is not vanilla. Is it just chocolate with food coloring? 
the thing that I think it's stronger than normal chocolate. The the, the well, they have like a cream on the inside. The red velvet mm. is actually kind of irrelevant. It's the cream cheese icing mm. that is the most appealing part for me. It that is goes that, with is red that velvet. Always on yes. red velvet. Yes. Okay. And th- these uh, these. Uh, Red Velvet Chips Ahoy cookies have, have a, a cream cheese chocolate chips. They're not chocolate. They're like cream cheese chips. Mm-hmm. They are very good. They are. I really it'd be interesting to compare it to just normal Chips Ahoy chips or, uh, cookies right now. These seem to be like if you would just hand me these in a bag. Without knowing that they're Chips Ahoy, I would think that these are like some kind of special delicacy. <laughs> way more, way more so than, hey, here's a box of Chips Ahoy cookies. Mm. These are good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. <clears throat> yep. Okay. The distinct flavors of red velvet cake come from buttermilk, vinegar, Cocoa powder and cream cheese frosting, but I think the vinegar is probably what gives it an interesting flavor. That's not normal chocolate. Some red velvet cake uses only a tablespoon or two of cocoa powder, giving virtually no chocolate flavor. Okay, mm. so it's not very strong chocolate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Have I told you? About what the best Oreo is. I don't know. The best kind of Oreo. Try us. It's the red velvet Oreo. Mm. It. I didn't even know they had that. I don't either. I don't. I, I have a couple of packs frozen in my fridge at home. <laughs> or in my, in my refrigerator. Okay. In my freezer, I mean. I'll have to bring them. You know how Oreo has been labeled as milk's favorite cookie? I didn't know that either, but okay. The red velvet Oreo has been labeled as Layton's favorite cookie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, but I would definitely dare to say that the red velvet Oreo is is better all around than the normal classic chocolate Oreo. I could believe that. It's <clears throat> the classic yeah. Oreo, and even with milk. Yeah, I could definitely believe that. Okay. I'm not a huge Oreo fan, even. Okay, well, you're about to become one. All right. <laughs> the, the red velvet Oreos, they used to only come out uh, over Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. yeah, sure. But since then, since three or four years ago, Oreo has gotten smart, and they have just released it year-round. Mm. Now, it used to be that w- when they only released it over Valentine's Day season, Valentine's season, uh, people would buy a ton of them. And then they would sell them on eBay in their off season, oh, yeah. and make a, a little, good a little market, good bundle of money. That <clears throat> stuff was going off the shelves like TP. Mm. But since then, you said you can you can find it right now if you go to, go to your local grocery store. I think they have, yeah, they have it at Martin's or okay. Walmart's. All right, Myers. Well, bring some along so we can sample them. Sam's Clubs. All right. Did Target. we cover everything today that we wanted to? Oh, these cookies. We didn't give them a rating yet. Oh. oh. Five. They're, they're really good. <laughs> I, I would say I would say for Chips Four. Ahoy, for a Boughton cookie, I would give them, in the category of Boughton cookies, I would give them a four. Yeah, four. I agree with that. Yeah. 
Normal, we're not going to make an air table for this. No, 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 no. And no. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. But we for, do need to make an air table for the red velvet Oreos. They deserve their own air table. Is it just we'll, eating red velvet with other foods or other drinks? It's like, how is red velvet Oreo with tea? How is it with black tea? Just black tea. How is it with coffee? How is it with milk? How is it with hot chocolate? Is that what the air table is going to consist of? Yes. All right. Anything else before we wrap up today's episode? Hmm. Today's long. You know, we've been having a series of long episodes. I know. It's I hope you, Coronas, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a good. Uh, That's funny. All right. Well, anything, Jeff, Layton? Mm, I don't nope. think so. All right. As far as I know, we'll be back again next week. We've got some more edibles to try. We've got coffee from Jeff's sister, Jenna. And as always, we'll have an update. Um, on what is happening and what is interesting in life. Be sure to leave us a comment. Send us an email, mail at frenchpresspodcast.com. Don't give your feedback to us personally. Send it to the French Press account, either on Facebook or on Instagram. I would have loved to see that picture of the overgrown raised garden. It was atrocious. All right. Leighton, what is the point? The point is, Ruben... Number one, that Michael Yoder left the 325 episodes to find the lost 76. (laughs) Um, And he found, like, six. Uh, Point number two, put down Ruben as the uh, referral when you go to give plasma. Mm. And point number three, bacon, peanut butter, and maple syrup can enhance any food. And point number four, red velvet Oreos are the best Oreos. And what is our word of the week? Word of the week is red velvet. <laughs> <laughs>